Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> took a while for yours to pick up <laughs> yeah it did I, as i swung it towards me <laughs> doppler effect <laughs> I'm trying to decide if i should just let it yeah let's just start yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we're on a roll um it, oh my god Speaking in my head roll. just now i was like i'm so excited to talk about scream too i was laughing i was gonna be like i'm not ready <laughs> i'm not ready actually i'm too ready is the problem yeah, i was like if anything i know exactly what to talk about yes we're not talking about Scream 2. No. We are talking about a 2. We are. It's Halloween 2. Halloween 2. Halloween 2. More Halloween. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Extra. Uh, well, you said like we're on a roll. Speaking of on a roll, it picks up literally where Halloween 1 speaking left off. Speaking of on a roll. I didn't yeah. say speaking of anything. I just went, we're talking about Halloween 2. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I get it carried away. And speaking of getting carried away. <laughs> Michael. That was Michael. maybe a little too much. Read the room. <laughs> Slow down. Take a break. Oh, my God. I did love that it started off right away. I thought it was oh, so cool. Yeah. Um, I have a few notes on Halloween, too. Also, we haven't recorded in a while because it's both of us so have been long. busy, sick, yeah, sad. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's been a time. It's been a rough time. We're back and better than ever, baby. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to cut out any coughs that I have as per usual. <laughs> just sh- hold them in. It's okay. Wait till the end and then just a big one. Yeah. yeah. One big one. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm not. I am. This movie, Halloween 2, was made uh-huh. in 1981. Mm. Uh, the other one was made in, what, like 1970? I think it was like 1978. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind. I was thinking that there was an 8 or a 9 in it. And in my head, I went, surely it wouldn't be 68 or 69. I would have said nice. Nice. But, yeah, yeah I think you're right. I okay. Googled Halloween, being like, it'll tell Halloween. me what year. Uh, well, you know. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> You got anything? Not yet. <laughs> Halloween movie. When was it made? 78. Okay. Yeah. See? I think there was an eight or nine somewhere. Just didn't yeah. know what else came in the order there. Um, all right. So it was made in 1981. Directed by Rick Rosenthal. Uh, for some reason, I wrote Rick Rosenthal Halloween. As one said. <laughs> That's his last name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also made Resurrection, American Dreamer, Ruskies, and Distant Thunder. This was his first, like, directorial debut. So, oh. exciting. Uh, it was written by John Carpenter. Duh. Also made Halloween. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> the Fog, Escape from New York, and Starman. I have or not Starman. seen... Or Starman. Starman. <laughs> Starman. <laughs> I have not seen any of those. Um, which, which, uh, The Fog is good. Yeah? Yeah. I okay. like The Fog, I think. I've, I've seen, seen The Mist. I know. I was like, <laughs> I've always seen The Mist. I think The Fog's pretty good. Escape from New York is apparently great. Mm. I've just not seen it. Yeah. Um, now, this one made me laugh. And I told my coworkers this. And none of them gave the laugh that I wanted. And now they know I have a podcast. So if you hear this, you're what, thin ice. Are you okay? He was really <laughs> funny. Um, okay. So the cinematography. I didn't put his name. <laughs> I remember. I just wrote cinematography. <laughs> well, give me, give me one. 
that time that you had to put it in post. I'm not putting it in post. I'm typing it in. <laughs> cinema. Hold on. I did what you did. I just wrote the word cinema. <laughs> We're millennials that are very good with tech. <laughs> you would think that I've never been able to type in my life. <laughs> okay, his name is Dean Cundy. Oh. Not with a T. Oh. With a D. Okay. Cundy. Okay. <laughs> Cinematography. Dean Cundy. Also did The Fog, Escape from New York, The Thing, Back to the Future trilogy, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Jurassic Park, Apollo 13, and... We've made the same joke before about this man. Legally Blonde. No, wait. No. Shit. I forget. What? Garfield the movie. <laughs> I had a panic. Because we, he also did something else that we, we watched. Mm-hmm. Was it, it wasn't Apollo 13, but we watched something yeah. and it was him. Because I remember the Jurassic Park, Apollo 13, this and that. I was like, oh, cool. And I saw Garfield and I went, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was him, but like, he's known for working with horror directors. Yeah. So it was probably like another movie that we did that was like, yeah. he worked with and they all always do, yeah. you know, their team. things together. Yeah. So him and someone else that we've talked about has done the Garfield. Incredible. And I think it's so funny when cinematographers create beautiful masterpieces yeah. and then they're like, and also Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had more notes. I put it down like I was done. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. <laughs> oh no, I started a new note. <laughs> Just kidding. We're good. The music was by John Carpenter, apparently. And also Alan Howarth. Uh-huh. I don't, I'm not going to put more facts about John Carpenter. You know who John Carpenter yeah. is. Good for him. Yep. John Haworth. Alan Haworth. He's not, mm, not John. Mm. Uh, did Star Trek, Halloween, Christine, Big Trouble in Little China, Prince mm. of Darkness, and They Live. Oh, okay. You know, lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't have like fun, fun facts about filming because a lot of it was filmed like where it was filmed before. So yeah. I was like, and it doesn't have that same fun thing with the like leaves and how they put those in because a lot of it was filmed in like location like in a hospital so yeah slightly less fun stuff like that but i will tell you the budget budget was 2.5 million Mm. do you know how much it made you got this wow (laughs) 10 million you're being mean (laughs) fuck 30 million you're being like right on it 25.5 25.5 okay that is very you were like right on guess. it okay yeah i love saying that you're being mean now is my new <laughs> thing and i love when you are way too nice and you're being way too nice i have no understanding of money so that's <laughs> it where this comes me from. laugh it's my new fun way to do it i don't know <laughs> and to sum up this movie <laughs> a guy is upset and he just won't fucking let it go. Yeah. <laughs> That's really it. Like He won't listen to his therapist. He's, no. <laughs> God, men will really go on a killing spree and try to murder one specific woman instead of going to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> old tired joke, but I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was like, Michael, you're going to be okay. Still? Every person that shows their boobs is not a criminal. <laughs> you don't have to murder them. It's really okay. People can be sluts. And I love that yeah. for them. And they should be. They should be. And he's really even like, there was the implication of boob. Oh, I know. Where it's like, you're a nurse. That implies tit <laughs> for some like, reason. like, how dare you? <laughs> I, he needs to chill. Yeah. All right. Let's make sure that, yeah, we're still going. Sorry. I had to make, cool. I put Dean Cundy away and mm. make sure we were still. Put your Cundy away. I'm so I'm serving sorry. Cund. <laughs> I hate myself. That was stupid as fuck. It's <laughs> great. Sorry, Dean Cundy. It didn't have to be this way. 
He's probably fine. I'm not sorry. <laughs> he's I okay. Check. I hope he's not dead. I don't know. Uh, he's a white man. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's next? <laughs> a summary from Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb. Thank God. I yes. was like, it's not time yet, right? Because I have no ideas yet of what you're going to tell me. Go ahead. Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. I think, was a little bit too verbose. And so I also have some like yeah. IMDb. And I know what verbose means, so. Yeah, absolutely. I, they're definitely being that. Yeah, totally. I bet. Yeah. You'll, you'll know it. You'll yeah. know verbose when you see it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. After failing to kill stubborn survivor Lori and taking a bullet or six from former psychiatrist Dr. Sam Loomis, Michael Myers has followed Lori to the Haddonfield Memorial Hospital, where she's been admitted for Myers' attempt on her life. The institution proves to be particularly suited to serial killers, however, as Myers <laughs> cuts, stabs, and slashes his way through the hospital staff to reach his favorite victim. And what does I'm that like, mean? What does suited to serial killers? Like, does what does verbose mean just fucking wrong? <laughs> Wordy. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, there were some words in there that I was like, yeah, I don't, not necessary. Yeah, it's using more words than is strictly necessary. Get it together, Rotten Tomatoes, uh-huh. but also suited to serial <laughs> Like, I was like, what does that mean? Does that mean that the walls are like the perfect off white? Like, I don't I, understand. I guess. Is it like, like the hallway layout? Easy for him to get around, I guess. I, he's There's just no one there. Around. <laughs> there was like one patient there the whole time, and it was yeah. Lori. Yeah, I don't know. That's... And the kid that was, you know, they were too busy oh. to admit him, but there was no one there but Lori. They'd be like, "We can't. There's no time." <laughs> Meanwhile, he's just asleep, <laughs> totally fine. I and mean, like we're all focused on her. She's unconscious, already <laughs> medicated. <at> the... <laughs> Completely dead asleep. Yeah. Great. Uh, so turns out they were right because she was being stalked. So they were like all eyes on Lori. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then I have two different oh, IMDb ones. Mm-hmm. One of them is very pithy. Love a pithy. And then the other one is, you know. A little verbose? A little bit, but not to the level that Ryan I know what it means I, now. Yeah. <laughs> While Dr. Loomis hunts for Michael Myers, a traumatized Lori is rushed to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital, and the shape is not far behind her. Leaves a lot to the imagination. That's a good pithy one. I love it. I like that. I think it's like a nice, like, it could go on the front of the VHS. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. obviously VHS. Like. Duh. Yeah. I had the hookup. It's okay. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. Uh, so after Dr. Samuel Loomis shoots Michael Myers six times, Michael escapes and is now on the loose in Haddonfield. Laurie Strode is taken to the hospital, and Dr. Loomis continues to hunt down Michael with the help of the police. Michael continues killing citizens of Haddonfield and leads to the and heads to the hospital and heads to the hospital to kill Laurie. It's now up to an injured Laurie and Dr. Loomis to stop Michael and his murderous rampage. So that one is not necessarily like wordy as much as it's so clinical yeah it's like, and he was shot and then he walked to the hospital and it's yep. like oh neato Whoa. feels more like they're narrating the movie yep. rather than <laughs> they were like they need the main beats of the plot yeah and i was like okay i guess so you know i think the sweet spot was really our, the pithy our one. yeah the pithy one yeah the the shot six times i didn't realize that was gonna be so important but they... both of them were like don't forget don't it was forget six times six fucking times yeah it's gonna be on the quiz it's gonna be on the quiz what am I gonna cover? I don't Mark know. <laughs> I guarantee you're not gonna guess this. Because I want it to be a little unhinged, okay? Um, the layout of hospitals. That would be fascinating. I am intrigued. I would do that in a heartbeat. The the overworked nurses. Um, how seepy they are. Mrs. Alves and how she didn't deserve what happened to her. I know. She was the best. Um, that's all I got. What's okay. more for real? So, 
Long-running franchises get funky with uh-huh. lore and canon, especially when there have been different writers and creators involved with mm-hmm. the various projects over the span of decades. Yeah. Halloween as a franchise is no exception. <laughs> While there are probably all manner of continuity errors or tweaks, I'm focused primarily on the reveal that Michael is Laurie Strode's brother. So this week's Nerd Corner will be, what is a retcon? What forms can retcons take? Hell yeah. What purposes can they serve? And do I have deep-seated trust issues due to retcons? Okay. <laughs> I was I was literally watching the movie, right? And it, we watched it a while ago. Bear with me. Yeah. But I was like, he's Laurie's brother? And then I went, no, nah, that's stupid. That can't be right. So I'm going to assume I created that in my head. But no, it, he is? Yeah, so we'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> I thought I made that up. Go ahead and cough. <laughs> I was like, I can't you get may. off your lap. <laughs> it's all good. And um, so retcon, just like I had like talked to multiple people yeah. about this week because I was really excited because I was like, I have issues and it starts with retcons. And they're like, okay, so what is a retcon? And I was like, oh, okay. So this is a term yeah. that has always been like in my brain, but it's never been one that I felt like I could explain to someone. I've always like, just used it in D&D terms. Oh, or like, yeah. We want to retcon, retcon that. Retcon. Like, yeah. I was actually standing here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to dig into it. Yeah. So retcon, as a term and concept, feels like a word I've always had in my brain, but never really solidly understood the foundation of. Mm -hmm. So starting with, what is it short for? What's it short for? I had several theories, one of which was correct. Uh, The other are suggestions. Should the actual long form grow wearisome to anyone? You can use, what did I have? Um, uh, My notes. It is retroactive continuity. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure about the con part, so I said retroactive confabulation. <laughs> and I think that that one Retroactive should have been the one, I guess. Yeah. I guess neither. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. I went, I don't know. You were like, I had the few theories. And I went, I have zero and I will not make any <laughs> at all. I will let you tell me. <laughs> Incredible. I accept defeat. And I support that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So if someone wants to use retroactive, conf- retroactive confabulation, you're welcome to credit me. You know, TM, TM, TM. <laughs> so retcon is indeed short for retroactive mm-hmm. continuity. Love it. And it's thrown around a lot. And I wanted to make sure there was a solid definition before talking about how it has or has not emotionally destabilized me. So <laughs> the most basic medium agnostic definition, quote, uh, in a film, television series, or other fictional work, a piece of new information that imposes a different interpretation on previously described events, typically used to facilitate a dramatic plot shift or account for an inconsistency. Mm-hmm. So if we take it to our friends at tvtropes.org, thank you. Do it. We love them so much. Love them. Uh, we can get a more narrow explainer, plus a little bit of opinion for a little spice. <laughs> Quote, in its most basic form, a retcon is any plot point or detail that was not intended from the beginning, but treated as if it has always been. Contrast this with the reveal, where the author usually intended such an addition from the beginning. Mm-hmm. The most preferred use is where it contradicts nothing, even though it was changed later on. An ideal retcon clarifies a question alluded to without adding excessive new questions. And I align with that definition. I like that. My dream retcon adds nuance or detail without saying, actually, we didn't think it through before we killed off this character. It was a dream. You're like, oopsie doos. Look at you, Dallas, a show I've never seen, but lives in my brain as a classic example of a retcon. (laughs) Never seen it, but it's haunting you that bad? It makes me mad. And so, like, my mom, <laughs> I get really emotional at retcons. It's really funny. You're like, Dallas, never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so, my mom has, like, these, uh, like, core memories of, like, yeah. TV experiences. And it's, I don't remember, it's not Jared, it's like, who killed JR? I think it's Jared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, like, jumping the shark, Fonzie. And so, like, I have these memories because she has talked about them. And I don't think she has the same level of disdain that I do. Right. Because she's... 
a more but healthy she's person. Given you the memory. <laughs> she's given me the understanding and the knowledge right. to have opinions about. Um, so in Dallas, this character gets killed on screen. Yeah. And then the character actor was like, I'm gonna come back the next season. And they're like, mm, the whole previous season was a dream. <laughs> That's yeah. so fucking stupid. Yeah. And it becomes like this awful trope of it was all just a dream in order to like retcon things or anyway, it makes me really a angry. A whole season? Yeah. That's so much that you have to be like, that didn't happen. Almost we need it to have happened. And then maybe it happened. <laughs> anyway. Oh so that's the bare bones of what yeah. retcons are. Next up, how do they appear in works? Mm-hmm. Well, they can be diegetic or non-diegetic, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. So is the new piece of information or modification to existing lore directly called out or folded into the plot? Right. Diegetic. Are they just hoping that no one will notice the missing character or plot line? Non-diegetic <laughs> and deeply upsetting to me to an unjustifiable degree. This <laughs> makes me so mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> so now for the part, like it hasn't been already, that is mm-hmm. almost entirely fueled by my emotions. Yeah. The purpose of retcons. Right. So what is the driving narrative or financial force and how Ooh. does it move the story or filmic universe along? Right. I personally needed to read the various justifications for retcons because I admit I had a very narrow definition and that may have made me make some overarching assumptions about their value or legality as a whole. And <laughs> to be more specific, I assumed a retcon was a direct change to a story in order to appease an audience or carve out space for a sequel, but it's broader than just those two uses. Yeah. Those okay. are two of them. Yes. But it's more than that. So what are some of the reasons that creators will retcon an element of their story? Mm-hmm. I'll let my dear friend Wikipedia lay it out. Direct quote. Yeah. To accommodate desired aspects of sequels or derivative works, which would otherwise be ruled out. Mm-hmm. To respond to negative fan reception of previous stories. Right. To correct and overcome errors or problems identified in the prior work since its publication. To change or clarify how the prior work should be interpreted. To match reality when assumptions or projections of the future are later proven wrong. So it's like, mm. oh, in the year 2020, we'll have flying cars, you know? Right. And um, they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so if I were to rank these in order of acceptability, mm-hmm. I'd say that correcting errors or problems would be the most reasonable and justifiable. Then yeah. matching reality to account for the passage of time because right. that can also allow for like uh, values dissonance of right. like, oh, this really isn't okay anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe clarifying how the prior work should be interpreted, though that's a fine line to me. Because yeah. sometimes people are like, no, I actually always wanted to be a turf, so you should read it that way. But then some people <laughs> are like, actually, I think that you're not getting that this is a critique of toxic masculinity. So they're like, so, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then accommodate a sequel. And then finally, the least acceptable to me would yeah. be to respond to negative fan reception. I hate that. It makes me so mad. I'm like, get over it. And that's a personal listing. And I will absolutely grant that there will be retcons all across the spectrum that will be justifiable corrections. Mm-hmm. I'm not the sole arbiter of this. I have strong opinions, but that doesn't mean that I'm correct or that anyone else's opinion is not equally as valid. So if someone has an example of a retcon that fits in one of my least valued categories and they give a good reason for it, I'm like, cool, okay, I I guess I won't be filled with rage. Sonic. When they they changed that horrible fucking Sonic. Mm. That wasn't necessarily retcon, though, because it hadn't really come out yet. Yeah, that's more of a redesign. Yeah. But like fans were like, but fuck no. And they, they were like, okay. They like saved children by changing that because oh, the yeah. nightmares from the original design of Sonic he, would have he, been atrocious. Little teeth. Oh, <laughs> hated it. So yeah, oh. when they came out and they were like, our bad. <laughs> uh, I was like, that's the one time I'm like, you're allowed to change things because there, of fan. Yeah. Weren't there retcons of Cats, the movie, where they were like, they can't have assholes or something like that? There were some fucking wild <laughs> stuff that happened with Cats. They were just like, yeah, cats ain't got bubbles. 
<laughs> we have a pact to get rid of the buttholes. Send it to all the theaters now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made the movie and they were like, all right, let's take out the cat's assholes. It's clearly too much. We can't do this. We might have aired. <laughs> that movie is a disaster. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. So... Let's look up some mm-hmm. specific variants of retcons yep. identified from the love no by identified by the lovely folks at tvtropes.org. Yeah. So this is not a complete list, but these are the ones that I thought were most especially interesting. Mm-hmm. So canon discontinuity is previous events are treated as if they never happened. Okay. Chuck Cunningham syndrome, a character disappeared from the narrative without explanation. <laughs> Just fucking gone. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Continuity snarl. These have all been like direct quotes, but this is an extended direct quote. Yeah. In shared universes that undergo changes in management, new generations of creative teams, contemporary writers are less inclined to slavishly adhere to internal consistency with plots, events, or visual styles that were written 20, 30, 40, or more years ago, especially when those older stories are now outdated as they are originally presented. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's just kind of like... I don't know enough about comics to say exactly where that falls in line. Right. But the term uh, retcon did actually arise out of comics. That doesn't surprise me. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, that makes sense. Uh, this one, retcon, uh, a character in universe is told not to exist. So it's in universe that like you will no longer exist. No one will remember you. You will fade from the history right. books. And that is often quite tragic and is the cause of one of our friend's angst surrounding the Raven Cycle books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I laugh because it hurts. <laughs> the anger. Yeah. Uh, revision. A yeah. Cl- continuity alteration that doesn't directly contradict any previous material. So this is the, like, commonly the introduction of a new character that didn't mm-hmm. exist previously, but their inclusion now doesn't actually contradict the previous installments. It's like, right. oh, we also have this Uncle Jeff, and he's going to be helpful in this way. And so he's it, like, now. picks up a thread. <laughs> uh, compare this to a rewrite. And a rewrite is a retcon that openly overwrites the facts of the previous continuity. And those fill me with rage. Hmm. That's not cool, man. And then this one is banana pants, but I had to include. Yeah. Orwellian retcon. The prior events that contradict the new continuity gets rewritten. That sentence doesn't um, make sense to me. So I had to like go through all the examples, the laconic version, whatever. Yeah. So like physical copies of the book have the retcon rewrite. So OG versions of the book have no longer canon material. Okay. So if you have the first edition, mm-hmm. it will be different from the second edition because oh. there was a retcon in the second edition that That's crazy. officially changes the canon right. in some way. So your original copy is no longer actually the... The like, right. Like it's not... Yeah. Yeah. And so the naming of this trope actually explains a lot about how it functions. So it comes from 1984 where the yeah. protagonist of the book works with the Ministry of Truth and literally rewrites old news articles to align with what the ministry currently considers to be the truth and to hide government flip-flopping on political issues. Right. So like his job is to go through articles and be like, oh, they've recently come out on this side, so I'm going to go back, change all the articles to show that right. they've always been on this side. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And uh, there are definitely more, but I feel mm-hmm. like that's enough to sink our teeth into. Yeah, that's a good one. So why did I go down this rabbit hole? Because in... <laughs> Halloween 2, Laurie Strode is revealed to be Michael's sister, but she was adopted, never knew her origins. So she's given a nice little flashback in Halloween 2 to match this to be like, see, it was like planned all along. And it does not directly contradict anything from the original Halloween. Right. But it was pulled in by the writers to find some narrative push for the sequel. It was never intended from Halloween 1. And like... Which I feel like that's queer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I have quotes for it. Yeah, okay, (laughs) good. Great. I was like... I don't think that was planned. <laughs> so it was a retcon that she is Lori, uh, that she is the sister of Michael Myers, mm-hmm. and that was later retcon too. 
Yes. <laughs> Wait. Yes. What? So, you can't take these backsies. <laughs> apparently you can. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Wikipedia, for this direct quote. The plot twist of Lori being Michael's sister was initially never planned by Carpenter or Hill, but was conceived, according to Cop- Carpenter, purely as a function of having decided to become involved in the sequel to the movie where I didn't think there was really much of a story left. Okay. He would later refer to this plot line as silly and foolish, oh. though it would go on to shape the narrative arc of the series in the subsequent films. It was retconned in Halloween, the 2018 rebooted <gasps> sequel of the franchise, when Lori's granddaughter Allison dismisses the idea that Lori and Michael are siblings as just something people made up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is something that people made yeah. up. Yeah. You, the writer. You. So, Lori's familial history wasn't the only thing retconned over the course of the series. Uh, originally, the plan was to have Halloween 2 conclude that narrative arc. Lori and Michael are done. Like, they've done their part. Their stories are done. Yeah. Halloween 3 season, The Witch, focused on a wholly different set of characters yeah. and, and context and was meant to kick off an anthology series. And people fucking love the third one. Oh, yeah. I think it was more popular, like, uh, was it in post? Like, like after yeah. it came out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think once people found it later, they were like, yeah. oh, I fucking love this. Yes. Uh, so it was meant to kick off, like, that anthology series where each yeah. movie shows a different story happening on oh, Halloween night. That would have been night. so cool. Yeah. And Michael was not planned as the overarching big bad. In yeah. fact, when asked about Michael Myers and Loomis, Carpenter said, the shape is dead. His character is dead, too, unfortunately. Referring to Loomis. That was later retconned, and both of them are alive and kicking and stabbing. Loomis? Yeah, in the fourth one. He was was thrown from the room by the force of the explosion. Are you not filled with rage? (laughs) Okay. Okay, okay, hold on. (laughs) Michael Myers, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. He's like this monster, you can't kill him. Mm -hmm, Okay, mm -hmm. Loomis is just a man. You can't just be like, and he exploded. And then he comes out and he's like, I didn't, I didn't do it. I'm here. No, you didn't. Rumors of my death have been greatly Greatly exaggerated. exaggerated. (laughs) Yeah. So nothing is sacred. Everything is up for revision. How can we invest emotions into something that may later be erased or rewritten or mutated? And to be clear, I don't have an actual emotional investment in the Halloween retcons. And I don't know why I became so curmudgeon about it. No, I'm really mad about it. But I'm like really mad. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. We're going to talk about this movie and I was like, "Mm, whatever. But now I'm going to become a diehard fan just because fuck that. You can't just be like, ah, he's alive. (laughs) Because you want him to be. Carpenter was like so clear. He's like, please, this character is dead too, unfortunately. Like they're dead, move on. And then their anthology series didn't really pan out the way they were hoping it would. And so they're like, oh, well, we have to bring them back. They do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got it. So that is everything that I have. And I would love to hear from people out their favorite and least favorite retcons and how they feel about them in general. <laughs> I, I, did I? Yeah. Like, I didn't. I, oh, I love horror movies. Yeah. And this might shock everyone to know this, but I don't give a fuck. I don't know yeah. much about Halloween. Like, it's never been a movie besides no. when we finally watched the first one yeah. that I, w- I cared about. I yeah. watched the first one. I went, great movie. Wow. Yeah. I get the hype. But now, <laughs> yeah. it stops at the first one. Yeah. I don't I don't care about this movie. I'm going to be honest with you. No, I don't care about this movie. <laughs> I watched it and I was like, okay. I was like, I okay, think I, I watched loved it. the first yeah. so much that I was like, Ugh. Yeah. But <laughs> now I have so rage in me uh-huh and the anthology thing sounds so cool yeah why didn't you just do that i get it, it didn't pan out whatever people weren't ready yeah they're never ready <laughs> no just keep going trust yourself push through Ugh, don't, don't bring back characters 
So anyway, I like truly want to hear from people on like how they experience retcons across like various franchises or films or like uh, books because yeah, it's I'm very wild interested. to me. I know I have some that I'm sure I've read or watched or something, but I can't think of them now. But if anyone has some, please send us messages please. on Instagram because I'm so curious. Yeah. Wait, send us your best retcons that you've seen and we'll post them in the, yes. on our story. <laughs> I, I would love to hear. Yes. Um, I'm, Are you ready? I'm going to say something controversial. I don't think that Michael Myers is interesting. No, I think it's very boring. Oh my God. Everything that made him interesting in the first one, they retconned <laughs> and they made it a thing in the second one. And I was like, well, now I'm bored as fuck. Yeah. We, we talked about this when we watched The Ritual where we were like, oh, this movie is great because they show you the monster and you're not mad because it's really interesting yeah. and like, that's so cool. In some movies, they show you the monster and it like kind of sucks. Yeah. This is like one of those. So yeah. even though we don't really see his face or anything, his whole supernatural can't be killed thing, it just comes off as kind of boring and yeah. kind of like, instead of being explained or because of some cool reason, it's honestly just to keep making movies. Yeah. And there's no mystery because you know he'll get shot and then he'll get back up. He'll walk through this glass. Like there's no mystery of to how the monster will play yes. out or act. You know exactly what he's going to do. In the first one, it was great because there was this ambiguous thing of oh, why is he so strong? Like he's not supernatural. He's clearly just... you Man could on almost, mission. Yeah. And, and almost you could like make it... Suspend your disbelief enough to be like, mm. oh, he's kind of powered by, like, his rage yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Even though it's a little bit, he's, like, too strong. It just was cool. And the way that they shot it, so cool. But then this one, I was like, they kept some, some of the cinematography and I loved it. But he just bored the shit out of me. Yeah. He'd walk through a door and I'd be like, well, nothing's going to hurt him. So just go ahead and kill him. He walked through a plate glass door and then struggled with a wooden door. I'm like, that's probably <laughs> plywood. Like I was like, you can't, you can't. Like, you can't make him this crazy strong being for some scenes and then be like, oh, well, Lori needs to be able to get away, so let's have him get stuck. Yeah. That's not... I don't know. I'll go through my notes. <laughs> I also think that my... one of my I'm just getting all my issues out now. One of my biggest issues with this one, too, is that I think because it was... I don't know. I, you should have... Here, here's your new nerd corner, okay? Was this made when, like, more gory things were being made? Oh, okay. So the first one was, like, relatively bloodless. Yes. And then this one was bloodier and gorier, and it follows Scream 2's rules for, like, what yeah. a sequel needs to be. And I think it's interesting because, like, the first original slashers weren't super bloody. Yeah. And then I think that there was a turn. And that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Your other nerd corner was absolutely perfect. And I'm going to need you to do a second one <laughs> okay. right now. When this came out, was it, like, a thing that making things bloodier was coming into, like... Vogue. Yeah. Like, people were more excited about that. Yeah. Because I was kind of disappointed. Only because you know how we both feel about gore. We're yeah. like, make it so intentional or else it just kind of bores me. Yeah. So it's either got to be so ridiculous it's funny or it has to be so intentional that it's like realistic and very scary. This yeah. one just didn't, it was like kind of in the middle where I just didn't care. Like it wasn't funny. It wasn't so wild that it made me laugh, but it wasn't, I don't know, it was just kind of gross. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm looking at a list of like, which book? Which books? Which movies came out in the early eighties? Yeah. Um. One of them, who what I have not seen, is yeah. Blood Beach. <laughs> well, so it feels well. like there might be blood in that one. Um. <laughs> there's also Hell Night. Okay. Halloween Two. When did Chucky come out? 
Ooh, child's play. That's a good question. Child's play is pretty bloody. Oh, okay. I've never I seen think, Chucky. Unless I'm I'm wrong, but I when I eighty eight. <laughs> oh, okay. Then no. Director Tom Holland. That Tom Holland. <laughs> oh my god, that one. That one <laughs> looks so good for his age. Okay, never mind then. No, I think there was like because that makes more sense. That that one would be a little bit more bloody because that was when. I feel like gory slashers were at their like, Whoa! yeah, because like the 70s was when it was like, OK, we're going to have like that's the OG slashers that people don't really yeah. think about as much because they're not as bloody. Yeah. But then like we had uh, like Friday the 13th and all those yeah. other ones that come out. Yeah, I and think I th- the 80s got bloodier. I think. And in the 70s, bloody was either not really done, like it was very subtle or it was like artistic yeah. kind of blood. Like if you watch like the possession, like it's mm. I think. It has blood, but it's done in a way that's and, and same with um Suspiria. Suspiria has blood, but it's weirdly artistic in Still the way that seen it. I know you couldn't handle it that first episode. No. You couldn't handle it. We that weren't was, ready. That was funny because I was like, I think we should do both Suspirias. I was like, I don't think you're ready. And two years later, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, for our very first episode, we're digging in hard. So I was like, let's save it. Let's yeah. just save it. <laughs> But that's one of those ones where I'm like, it's it's a little gory, but it's so artistically done on purpose mm-hmm. that I'm like, I don't count that as gore. Yeah. All that to say, I just didn't, I didn't like it. No. It was kind of like, eh, for me, with the kills. Yeah. You know, it was less sneaky mm-hmm. and more done for the kill than like the anticipation. Yeah. And there were a lot of off-screen deaths, which I'm not like opposed to no. like not seeing another murder. Right. But it also like the way that the murders in the first one built tension wasn't here the same way. No. You started to get some tension built when like the survivors are finding dead bodies of their coworkers and then you're like, oh shit, that's grim. But it just didn't like build or justify things Mm -hmm. in the same way the other one did. It didn't hit the same way. It felt like like people kept running around in like a little mouse maze. Yeah, it's the best way to describe it is that it just felt like they were in the little maze just running and we were like watching going, oh, okay. Or like Pac-Man and like you turn the wrong corner, ghost gets you, you know? It was just not, I don't know. Let's get to my actual Mm. like notes on it and we'll see. But my first one was I liked the opening song. I forget what it was. It was Sandman. Oh, I was obsessed. Because I have a note that says bold to start with Candyman. Oh my God, Sandman. (laughs) (laughs) I I probably should note that I was sick when I watched this. This Poor poor Kate. (laughs) I love the opening song. I think it has that perfect... Before I watched the movie, I thought I had the perfect vibe of like kind of mm. eerie, you know, but like eerie for what reason that yeah. Uncanny Valley loved it. Soundtrack dissonance. Yeah. So great. And then I wrote, I hope this keeps the charm of the first one. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I said, oh, dang, starts like right away. That's really cool. I loved that. I love when movies pick up right away because yeah. I think it's so, I don't know, it's cool. It's just, it's almost like a fun little throwback to your, your you know, like, oh, I like the first one. Mm-hmm. No, no. And then I wrote, yep, he's up. Yep, <laughs> yep. There he go. I said, they're keeping some good stuff. Uh, they've created a trademark, and I love that for them. Like, the way that they have camera movements. Yes. That is something that I think they kept. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. Like, that walking with people, and it's really slow, and it's a very, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Tracking shot. Yeah. Really cool. Um, obviously, the music is really great. Same vibe as the original tune without being repetitive. I thought mm-hmm. that was great. They had, like, it felt like if I listened to it, I'd be like, oh, like the Halloween song. Yeah. But it's not the Halloween song. Yeah. Love that. 
grass imprint like a cartoon. We love mm-hmm. to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just womp. There he, there he was. There he sure did lay there, huh? Um, they had good uh, orange and blue lighting. Like it was good, like cool and warm, kind mm-hmm. of throughout the whole thing. It kind of switched between. Um, I'm sure that it had deeper meaning than just it was cool and warm. But I was mad. I'm not sure it did. <laughs> That's the thing is, I'm like, I, I just don't know. Yeah. Um, camera movement feels really similar to the original, which is nice. There's something about 70s, early 80s movies that sound so good. Mm. I will say that this movie pissed me off, but the sound never was bad. Yeah, I said. Um, the heels clicking, like when they're mm. walking, the radio in the background. I feel like sound was really thought through in all those movies and felt really real. Because mm-hmm. now, I mean, you can just create so much, like, yeah, without having to actually film Physically someone walking yeah. with their heels, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just so, mm, what's the word? Like, crisp. Crisp. Yeah. Crunchy. Mm. Mm. Delicious. Like, <laughs> juicy, crunchy, fully. Yeah, it. Oh, I know we say it all the time, but that's what specifically the seventies and eighties has. I love it. I said smoking a cigarette with your forcep. Love it. Where the fuck was that? <laughs> what was happening there? I don't even remember that scene, but I loved it. Apparently, yeah. Uh, Bud was smoking a blunt. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also wrote this cop is so dead. Oh what, yeah. What cop was I talking about? Oh, the one that walked away as soon as she was like. Don't blah blah blah. I'm not have to go to my shift. I was like, he's gonna die. Don't worry about it, yeah. girl. Um, but then this threw me because I said the cop is so dead, and I said, or maybe the nurses. It's so hard to know. And then I said, no, it's the cop. Yep, yep. <laughs> Hammer to the head, gross. Oh, and it was the claw side too. I hate that because that was like a stabby, not like a wacky. And I just, <laughs> what team are you? Stabby or wacky? <laughs> I'm on Team Wacky. <laughs> I'm definitely Team Wacky. <laughs> I don't like a stabby. That's no. for sure. Not in the head. No. <laughs> Not really anywhere, to be honest. No. If I'm no. being super honest. Um, I did say, I liked the glare from lights in this movie. I thought that was cool. It felt like, um, what was the movie we talked about with the camera? It felt like part of the movie. Wreck. Oh, yes. So this had that vibe of like, I don't know. It was like the lights are affecting like the camera that we're putting you know to show this movie and i was like oh it's almost like we're there <laughs> i was like i'm part of it <laughs> that was nice i have very few things so i'm really going through this <laughs> i said it makes everything feel kind of real and eerie um the green light is really eerie and cool in the cop car so i mm. think when she's outside trying to get that car to leave the hospital yeah. and it's like so green and i just thought that was so neat yeah I was like, it felt like she was in a whole different planet for a hot second. And then, you know, she has to go back in the hospital. Yeah. And I was like, poor thing. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> this horrible guy that I hated. I just like, girl, you can do better. Don't date this horrible man. The guy who was like trying to scare her and then grabbed her. And was like, I hated him. Oh, yeah. The, the forcep guy. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like him. Didn't no. like him at all. Um, that blood during the flashback is so red. Yeah. I kind of, I said I weirdly don't mind, though, because that's that artistic weird blend yeah. that I'm talking about where I'm like, we know it's not real, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> they didn't stick with that. I wish they would. This bubble sound is so squeaky. Was it the hot the- tub? Yes. Yeah, I made a note about like how, <laughs> and like he's getting garroted in the background. He's like, <laughs> I know. and she's like putting her hair up. I know. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and then I just wrote boobs because yeah. here course. we go. Yeah. Um, Grabubitis. 
it was yeah it yeah. wasn't too graboobitous no. but certainly did have some yeah um i did think that the 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 really cool shot of the guy silently being killed outside of the bathhouse was interesting yeah I still think the deaths were a little too much, like exaggerated, but like that one felt kind of like the original. Yeah. Where it was like, ah, oh, you know, he snuck up on him. She doesn't know. There's that still that secret there. But again, this whole thing of him not being able to die just made me not care. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought the shot was cool, but story-wise, I just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's dead. Whatever. They're all going to die. Like, I <laughs> just, whatever. And then I said, ah, oh, yes, the classic, I think it's someone else, but actually it's a murderer trick. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hello. <laughs> And she sucks on his fingers. I'm just like, Ugh. oh, I know. Ugh. I was like, don't, don't. We don't know where he is. No, you don't know where those fingers have been. Also, even if it was Bud, you don't know where he's That's been. That's true. <laughs> I'm like, he was just in that bath, but pruny for how long? Oh yeah, gross. Um, I said no. Murdered in hot water. So gross. <laughs> I have. Oh, they're making out, and it's hot. Temperature wise, because the like yep. the heating was being turned, and I was like reading my notes. I was like, yeah, that was not like a sensual no. scene. When she was like, it's too warm. I was like, it's about to be so much. Worse. Yeah, and she's like, turn it off. It's too hot. And she's like, why are you still in it? If it's too hot, get out. Yeah, wait until right. it stops getting actively hot. But he kept being like, it's not that hot. And I was like, girl, just get out. Get out. Get out. Whatever. I also I don't remember this shot exactly, but I know what happened. And I said that knife sticking straight out of the desk while he's casually showing them the evidence is so funny to me for some the reason. The sister stab. I, I could not stop laughing when he's like, "Oh yes, where it happened." It's just boom. It's, just, it's like if someone walked into a room and there was blood everywhere and a giant knife on the wall that says, "I murdered them all." And they went been a murder here I think. <laughs> like that's what it felt like to me yeah <laughs> i was like yeah dude yeah of course <laughs> yeah something happened here <laughs> it just made me laugh so fucking hard and then for some reason i also said i don't trust this guy waxing the floor behind the conversation i had the same thing because it was like they set the negative space perfectly and yeah. like something sketchy here. he was just there and i was, was like I don't like him. I don't, I don't like his like whole him. vibe. Yeah. I thought he was just cleaning, I felt. Yeah. Oh, my voice to text is going, oh, stop it. Oh, <laughs> no, stop. Let's see what I wrote. I don't trust this guy. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop doing it. <laughs> just, I don't trust this guy waxing, but he was just there and I was like, just cleaning. I felt my voice to text E floor behind this conversation. What's the weather out? I don't. God, oh, stop. <laughs> What's the weather on? I don't gotta stop. <laughs> I couldn't get it to turn off. I got a new phone and I don't know where the button is. Oh. And so it just kept going. <laughs> okay, my next note after, oh God, stop, is leave him alone. He's looking at his fish tank. Yes. Who was looking at his fish tank? Uh, Mixter. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, stop. He's busy. Yeah. <laughs> He came back from a party, was absolutely plastered while trying to inject a patient. You should be nice to him while he gets a little shut eye. He's just tired. (laughs) Sleepy. And then this is where I started to (laughs) finally come around to being like, I think I'm mad. And I said, more gruesome kills this time around. Hmm. Mm. And I said, I hope this little cutie survives. Unlikely. Who was the cutie? Probably Jimmy. Probably. It was Jimmy. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, probably that one boy. He's a little cutie. Yeah. Um... I said it was a really cool shot uh, in the car where she's like hiding underneath and he's in the car like mm-hmm. being all funky. I thought that was neat. Yeah. I liked his um, acting in that. I thought that was really cool. 
But then I said, oh, knocked himself right out. Yep. I'm like, did he knock himself out or die? It's um, up to interpretation, I think. We'll just retcon it later. Right. And <laughs> we'll I figure it out. It actually differs based on if you saw the TV edit or like whatever. Oh, like okay. The TV edit had less violence, I think. Makes sense. Um, And I, I read so many things on like, did this person survive? Like it's right. up to interpretation or it's ambiguous or it depends. And okay. I don't remember. And then I said, oh, Jimmy, I'm worried about you. Yeah. So you don't know. Uh, walked straight through that glass door. Had no time. Gotta get, gotta get there. Yep. Um, and I said, okay, for real though, why won't he die? Like, I was like, I don't fucking get it. Did he shoot him in both eyes? Dang. Yeah. <laughs> he hits him in both. And I was like, good shot. Yeah. Apparently. She just like wildly Oh, shoots. sure. Yeah, she did it. And it's like, okay, sure. Two oh eye God. shots. And then the, also, this is my last note. And it is another thing I'm mad about. They had great sound effects. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved it. We just talked about it. But they could have done with a little less whooshing. With the knife, <laughs> my whoosh was too wet. <laughs> my whoosh was too wet. You got to make sure you have a dry whoosh before you. Speaking of, I'm swallowing my spit so I can so I can whoosh. Every time he'd swing the knife, it's like, whoosh, whoosh, yeah, whoosh, whoosh. buddy, <laughs> just let him swing the knife. Yeah, I think it would have been a million times scarier if he's walking around the room swinging the knife wildly. Yeah, and it's just that. Yeah. But the whooshing maybe is so fucking funny. Yeah. Like, if you had put that whooshing and then added in the... Like, it would have just been fucking funny. And yeah. I would have been like, this is fucking good. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> there were two moments in this film that I thought were hilarious. And I'm I'm pretty sure they were intended to be. But I'm not oh. positive. Uh, <laughs> what were they? Uh, one of them is where Loomis is like... I think it's like... Uh, like common to fire a warning shot. And like, he shoots. And then you have the overhead. The car turns around. Goes the other way. And it's like, okay, it worked. <laughs> and then the other is when Jimmy slips in the pool of blood. And it's like, my friend, I worked in food service. This is why you wear non-slips. Like, I thought the on the thing. hospital ward, you wear non-slips. I was like, you know to wear better shoes. Yeah. He just yeah. wipes the fuck out in a pool of blood. <laughs> it was very comical See, to See, th- those moments, I'm like, yeah, absolutely yeah. so funny. But the other ones, I'm like, I feel like mm. you wanted a different... <laughs> I feel like this wasn't the mood you were going for, but what you landed on was funny. <laughs> so funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, uh, Okay. Those are all mine. <laughs> I have already talked about a few of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had to like strum that, that cord that's real quick. Resonance. <laughs> Thank like, you. Um, I liked the murderer POV where it's like we're in the alley and I didn't realize it was Michael's perspective until the dog barked and oh, like yeah. looked over at the camera. I'm glad they kept the POV. Yeah. Um, and then they have just a lot of references to other mm-hmm. horror films just as it goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that, was, that was nice. His first, it might be his first kill after he leaves Lori's. It's the mm-hmm. teenage girl that's on the phone. I think so. Um, that little whack-a-mole jump scare got me. Pop goes the Michael. <laughs> Pop goes the Michael. <laughs> uh, and then Lori's taking an ambulance. The music is full of menace, even though she's supposedly going to safety. Is he in the ambulance? No. No. It's just full of menace. Like, <laughs> it's just it's it's menacing. It. Uh, and then this is when Loomis and the cops see this person wearing the Michael mask. Oh, yeah. And... The way he's running with this gun through there. There are kids everywhere. And the guy's like, maybe I will walk a bit faster. (laughs) Just increases his pace slightly. (laughs) He's like, I don't like this. He's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. I noted this. Oh, okay. The mirrors in the hallway are going to be important to suspense. Not as much as I'd hoped. I know. I was like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, you have so much at your disposal. Use it. I know. Um, Just a cowboy with a boombox. Uh, hell yes 
And then I was like, oh, shit, the cowboy's going to die because he bonked into him. And then Michael's like, no, nah, I dig Westerns. I'm after something else. So he goes to the hospital. I loved Western cowboy. Yeah. Boombox boy. Yeah. So good. Boombox boy. Yeah. Um, Bud had his little song, Amazing Grace, Come Sit on My Face. And I was just like, <laughs> there's more to it. I only wrote down that part because I was like, boy's like, got rides. Damn, all right. <laughs> Um, doesn't know how to use the wet, massive walkie-talkie. And then I got stuck on, it's M for mini or W for wombo. <laughs> like, the Did study of w- wombo. For wombo? Wombology. <laughs> so I'm like the wombo walkie-talkie. Wombo. <laughs> wombo wing. That was always funny. Uh, then, so the security guard, his entire journey confused yeah. me. Because we have, like, a classic cat scare. And yeah. I have in my notes, blood in a cat scare, two bits. Because it just, like, it happened. Like, that's what you get. Um, but he's, like, looking in the dumpster. And I was like, yeah. you came out to check the power lines. And he's like, oh, what in the... Yeah, it's like, it was power or phone lines or something. He was like, I'm going to go check it. And it's like, then why are you looking in the dumpster? Because, like, Again. you have no reason to believe that something in the dumpster impacted the phone lines currently. I just didn't... This uh, whole thing, I didn't get there was a moment where, like, he looks over at something and he mm-hmm. starts walking towards it. And so he walks out of frame and it's like, oh, I don't know if, like, we'll see his death in the right. shadows or Mike will rise behind him. But neither of those happens. He no. sees a lock that is unlocked. And it, <clears throat> this is where I just got, like, real confused. First off, walkie-talkie bows. I get it. Um, but then, like, he keeps finding locks on doors and I don't get why he expects to find someone inside. Because they're locked from the outside. And it looks like the lock is in the mm-hmm. latch. So I don't understand why he's going in there thinking someone will be in there. Because it's locked from the outside. Again, he went on journeys that I just didn't care for. I, was I like, didn't I get care. it. And then uh, claw part of the hammer. Cool. Yeah, uh, from behind the door. Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the mob are destroying an empty house. I'm like, oh my god! I know. What the house do wrong? It's empty. Like no one's like, like, yeah, how dare it? They're it's just like, like okay. you'll learn your lesson. And just, it's a house. Like, no, no one's in, not it. in there. Yeah, like it's. I don't think the the Myers family has lived there since. No, they had, like, it's been empty. That was the whole thing. So why, why are you? Anyway, it didn't make sense to no. me. And then there was some like racist nonsense that Loomis says. He calls it. He's like the tribe. One of their member was slain. And I was like, okay, white people using the oh. word tribe is always just like a hard so pass bad. for me. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, and then I was like, the awkwardness of the cigarette and lighter handoff. And I was like, that has to be important because that was so fucking right. awkward. Just here. Like it was yeah. so. <laughs> and then being like, oh, mm, mm. it's like, Okay. I was like, this, the lighter did end up being important, right. but I was like, this is oh, so Don't awkward. worry, it didn't kill Loomis, so don't worry. It didn't kill Loomis, no, he's don't okay. worry. He's yeah. alive. It's fine. Uh, and then just hating on Bud because he complains about everyone being scared when he wants to bone. Um, and then I don't remember who says this or what the context is, but they were saying that someone was just three doors down. And I was like, is three this the down? reason for this season? The origin of a band name? <laughs> it's not. I looked it up. <laughs> Also, was like three doors down. Three doors down. Like the band. Uh, so I looked it up on Wikipedia. Not how no, they got it. No, Direct quote. Uh, when the three were walking down, nope. When the three were walking through town, they saw a building where some letters had fallen off its sign reading "Doors Down." Since the band consisted of three people at the time, they added the three to create Three Doors Down." <laughs> All right. And I thought maybe they were like super into horror. Right. They weren't. A deep, they might deep have been, cut. Yeah. And they were like, no. <laughs> like Three Doors Down has a ring to it. No. No. Anyway, stab in the sister drawing. No one can say Samhain properly. 
Um, <laughs> Sam Hain. Sam Hain. Ugh. Um, I, one of the things that I thought was a really interesting choice was that in a lot of sequels, it follows up like a year after the fact. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you're going to see how they, like the survivors are traumatized or how their life has been impacted in this right. way. And then usually it's like, oh, things started happening again. Or like there are like omens. Something. This one picks up like literally right at the last yeah. moments. Like same night, like minutes later. In the house still, yeah. right? Like they even they, show, yeah. I think they use some of the frames They, they the show like one. the, yeah, the end of the first one yeah. to start this one. And so it's like, okay, it's a different type of tension than when like life starts to settle into a normal state and then you're right. like pulled back in where it's like this kind of limbo that you're living in mm-hmm. of like thinking like I need to settle down. My life could maybe get normal. And then you're like, nope. My, right. my anxiety was correct. So <laughs> I thought that it was a really interesting choice to have yeah. the tension continue directly. But I, it didn't have enough narrative push to actually make it. It just felt like a series of location, kill, location, kill, location, yeah. kill. And it didn't feel unified. No. And it also just like so much of it does take place in the hospital. Yeah. That it felt like it could have been like a bottle up, you know, how yeah. they do like the thing. But there were so many other just like B plots happening. Not B plots, but B locations. Yeah. Where they'd go real quick and I'd be like, we're wrong. Another location, please. And yep. I was just so confused because they didn't seem important. No. The only one that seemed important was the hospital. And I was like, well, you could have just committed to making it like a bottle yeah. film or bottle episode, whatever, yeah. and just sticking to that location and making it interesting. Yeah. But unfortunately, like, oh. And it's like, I cannot truly remember the order of the deaths of no, the people in because... the hospital because it wasn't narratively important that certain people die first in Mm-mm. most instances. Right. So like, instead of having this tension of like a dwindling party, right. you just had kind of people getting picked off randomly. And it just didn't feel like it was intentional enough right. to like build tension. Yeah. It felt more wrong place, wrong time, like yeah. Yeah. than anything else. So it was kind of hard to and mourn I, for people where yeah. it was like, I don't really know what you did wrong except for just being there. And it's like I so. think that can even be done well when you show like the way that paths will cross, when there's like intentional yeah. foreshadowing, when like you understand the people that are still left. Right. And so like I can understand like the, oh, we don't even know who's alive and like, right. oh, just finding dead bodies. Like that's a certain type of scare. But like to me, it just, I don't remember the order of deaths. I could not narratively place them. No. No. And I, I like to be able to narratively like understand to. it. would <laughs> be nice. Um, I think that I was kind of saying, what is Michael thinking in this moment? And it's Michael is making the rounds through the hospital. And it's like, if no one else will work, I guess why I will. Uh, and then... Girl, why do you think any of the phones will work? The phone in your room doesn't work. Why do you think any other Which phone will? Which is like will? every phone. It's a landline. They are like all, anyway, I'm just like whatever. Um, I'm just like whatever just is like my whatever. Phone. Yeah. Uh, jump scare Jimmy. <laughs> jump scare Jimmy. He got me. <laughs> uh, he has to wear non-slips because he falls in the blood. Falls in the blood. Um... Lori wakes back up, fancies a stroll. Some fresh air will get her back up and on her way. The nurse gets stabbed and lifted. Her clogs fall. The clogs. And I feel like you def showed me this scene at one point to be like the tension of like the lifting. Maybe someone else showed it to me, but they were like, it's the power of him lifting her from the ground just with like the force of the stab. That and the part lift. was spooky. Yeah. Um. But then like as Lori's running away, she's like trying to set up obstacles, all this stuff. And like he doesn't even look at the stairs as he's walking down them. And I'm like, that's hubris. And it makes me mad because I fell down the stairs today. <laughs> Stop! 
my back stairs when it rains they get slimy they're so yeah mine do that too and i was talking to my sister while walking and i can't do that i have to put all of my focus on the stairs and i just wipe the fuck out and my white shoes are green on one of them because of the stair muck yeah they're out there so if you want to see the evidence of the fall take a look (laughs) so anyway whenever someone doesn't look at the stairs when they're walking down or like does other things while going down the stairs i'm mad and jealous (laughs) um (laughs) let's see uh jimmy gets in the car panting and unwell his headlands on the car horn honking for all the world to hear i was like oh so close to getting away and then jimmy was like in my dying breath God. Uh, and then Lori is like crawling across the parking lot. She whimpers for help, but they don't hear. She screams after the door closed. Very scream. And I was like, well, scream definitely came after this. So scream was very Halloween too. <laughs> I didn't understand that. Where she's like, <laughs> door closes. <laughs> yes. And I was like, what happened before? Yeah. <laughs> um, they start a nice little jaunt through the halls. This isn't one of the chase scenes. Yeah. Um, the, I just have moments about like, you shot him in the eyes with like you were like swinging the gun just shooting wildly in panic you shot both of his eyes Uh, what are the chances and then Loomis starts like turning tanks and hissing and stuff he's not hissing the tanks are hissing (laughs) (laughs) don't look at me (laughs) I'm stressed his tail's all popped up (laughs) Loomis is so mad Uh, Lori picks up what he's putting down. She also does it. Yep, yep. She starts hissing. <laughs> She's like, oh, I see. <laughs> I'm mad too. Michael's like, <laughs> Michael's like, so cats in here. <laughs> you know I'm allergic. <laughs> That's his downfall. The whole time yeah. they were like, we just gotta make him think there's cats. Yeah. <laughs> he sneezes he wrote this movie. Room. It's incredible. Yeah. He sneezes so hard he goes through another point <laughs> glass window. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch the hell out of that. I, I So Haddonfield is very small, right? Yeah. It's like a small town. Yeah. They put her in, like, this is at the very end of the movie, one of the last shots. They put her in an ambulance. It's like, now where? Y'all got another hospital? Like, (laughs) like, okay. Where are you going with her? I guess to the nearest other hospital so they can get fucked up. Let's go to the next county, I guess. Michael's like, ah, another hospital. Here we go. This one will take a little bit longer. Loomis is like, I also was alive. Fucker. Those are my notes. Beautiful. Thank you. I, yeah, I just wish I had more things. I was excited because the last thing we said in our Scream episode was like, I hope the other sequels keep this beautiful pace. It's so good. No. And then we watched this one and I was like, oh no, I don't care at all. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I don't care. I was like, that's a movie I watched. Yeah. That's I certainly was like, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. why when we kept we have we kept having to like reschedule and reschedule. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna forget everything about this movie. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not watching it again. No. Don't make me do that. No. But luckily I have my notes. We're fine. But nice. perfect. <laughs> I just had to rejog my memory here. Scariest, Scariest moment. Scariest moment. I think I have mine. I do too. I have mine. Okay. So mine is when is it okay if I go first? Yeah, yeah. Uh when she has the elevator tension. Oh, okay. Because like that, like Pressing the buttons frantically, the doors right. are closing slowly. Everything is outside of your control. Will it be enough? Yeah, that will always get me. Yeah, like that so is always ugh. like, I don't like it. Uh, so that one got me. That's oh, I don't like anything with that kind of tension because uh-uh. I'm always like, they're gonna get in. I also don't like elevators. So that's your <laughs> don't like elevators. <laughs> um, mine was the the hot water kill oh, with the girl yeah. just because it grosses me out. Yeah, it's real. I gross. don't like hot hot 
water murders. I, yeah, anytime the scolding it's done. and the skin sloughing. Especially and... how many times, because I'm yeah. like, in, in that case, I'm like, I don't know how many times it takes to kill a woman. So at what point yeah. was she done, you know? And he was just having fun. So it just grossed me out. Yeah, creeped gross. me out. And I thought that that was a... I still think it was like a little too gory, but not that one. That one was okay. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. Whoever did the special effects for... They did a good the, job. Yeah, like, they did a good job on that one. Yeah, like I wasn't mad about any of it, really. I just... I don't know. I think yeah. for this series in particular i didn't think the gore fit because i'm like you had so much cool stuff yeah. in the first one stick to that yeah so yeah it's fine okay are you ready for tropes i'm ready okay uh accidental aiming skills <laughs> yeah accidental murder <laughs> uh when the guy with the mask that's just a drunk teen yeah. gets hit by the cop car oh, and just yeah. immediately catches fire just like boys so flammable oh yeah. yeah he was just that reminded me so much of uh, an American Werewolf in London. I was just about to say, yeah. like, American Werewolf, where it was just yep. anarchy, and we were yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, asshole victim, Bud. Bud. Sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's his name. It might have been, like, Ted with two Ds. Uh, <laughs> it says in the credits, definitely not Bud. Definitely not Bud. <laughs> Please, no. I'm just doing a quick check. I think it's Bud. That, that feels right. Questioning. Because I think it was even in my notes mind. where I said Bud. And, I, and you know I only write down a name if I'm, I'm pretty sure. Come on. <laughs> give, give me. Give me to me. Bud, yeah. Bud okay. Scarlatti. Good, 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 good. Okay. So, asshole victim. Uh, bloodier and gorier, which mm-hmm. is uh, captured by right. Scream 2, saying like it has, like the body count has to be higher. Mm-hmm. It has to be more um, obscene. Cat scare. A really classic one. Chair reveal. So when the chair turns and you oh, see yeah. he's been stabbed in the eye with a scalpel, I believe. Yeah. Hit the uh, needle. <clears throat> oh, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Okay. Um, Chekhov's gun, the lighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut phone lines. Yeah. Determinator, which is someone that just keeps living, rises from the dead. <laughs> uh, dying moment of awesome. Who the fuck was that? Who had a moment where they were like, I will do this impression. Loomis. Loomis. Yeah. I was yeah. like, who was good? Well, that's not even true, so. Uh, yeah. Didn't even die, apparently. Didn't even die. Whatever. I revoke your moment of awesome. I take it away. Mm-hmm. Ice cream. Ice cream. we had some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Final girl. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. Immediate sequel. So that's when it picks up right, right. where it left off. Killed off screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaningful background event. So that's when Bud is getting killed. Oh, and, yeah. Right. Um, and I'm sure there are other ones too. Right. But not the man waxing the floor, as we discovered. I'm not so sure that man event. was sinister. <laughs> right. Menacing stroll. Mm-hmm. Murder POV. No kill like overkill. Uh, razor apples. That kid. What? What purpose did that serve? That made me. It felt like padding because this was a tight razor ninety. Apples? And, like, he has a... So the kid that's being taken to the hospital, I didn't get this until I read it later. Yeah. He had bitten into a piece of candy. There's a razor in it. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, that's the... A big scare that happened in, like, the very early 80s. Yeah. One of the panics that had, like, no grounding in reality. And I'm just, like, there literally was no point other than to be, like, are they going to be Michael's victim? No, they're just having a bad night. My only only thought is potentially that it was supposed to be a tiny tiny hint at their next movie which is following trick-or-treaters i think oh yeah so i don't know what season the witch covers let me i i i mean i could be so wrong though oh wait it's called halloween three i'm halloween three season the witch right i just wrote season the witch because i i think it vaguely has that 
Hospital emergency room. Ellie, the daughter of a murder victim, uncovered a terrible plot. A madman who's planning a Halloween mass murder utilizing an ancient, ancient, ancient Celtic ritual involves a border Kill millions of children. Yeah. And it's on Halloween. So I, I don't know. Okay. That's my only thought is that they were like, coming soon. <laughs> but it's not even related. So it kind of not. Yeah. Um, I need to find... Something came up and I was like, I don't know where the citation is for this, but I'm direct quoting from Mm -hmm. tvtropes.org. I don't see a citation for this, but regardless of the backstory of the retcon, the fact that it was retconned is true. So um, the next trope is retcon. Uh, And direct quote, retcons plague the series and it all begins here. Michael and Lori being siblings was a huge retcon that forever changed the direction of the series post-Halloween 3. In the original film, Michael only starts stalking Lori because she comes onto the Myers property with him inside, stirring his twisted fascination. Carpenter considered the story finished at the end of the first film. When they demanded a sequel be made against Carpenter's wishes due to the first film's immense success, Carpenter had a hard time trying to find a way to force more out of a story that had nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. Drunk and desperate, he came up with the idea of Michael and Lori being siblings and threw that subplot into the film in order to have some story to tell beyond Michael simply killing more people for no reason. Right. Became old shame for Carpenter, who forever regretted this plot contrivance and refused to work on any more Michael Myers films until Halloween 2018, when the sibling relationship was officially written out of canonicity. Honestly, that retcon made me mad, but now that it's him being like, I'll do it if you take that fucking retcon out, it's kind of funny. Yeah. I'm like, I'll watch the 2018 one. Yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) If it's just John Carpenter being like, no. (laughs) Simply not. Simply not. Yeah. So I don't have citations for any of that. That's just from what someone wrote on TV Tropes. So I'm- Okay. Yeah. So Grain of Salt. Yeah. Uh, The Reveal. Uh, Sleeping Dummy. So it's when she puts the pillows in the bag. Good old classic pillow. Love it. Uh, Soundtrack Dissonance. Mm -hmm. And then Torches and Pitchforks with the (laughs) The mob. The mob. Yeah. We hate this house. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Fuck this house. Uh, So that's all of my tropes. Ooh, those are good. Yeah. There were more, but those are my favorites. Now we have to to write this movie. Wumbo walkie talkies. <laughs> Not bad. I was going to say wet whooshes. Whooshes. So, wet whooshes. Wet whooshes. Mm, Michael uh, jump scares. Yeah. What, was, what did you say? You said something about Michael and it made me laugh really uh, hard. Pop goes the Michael. Pop goes <laughs> the Michael. Pop goes the Michael was really fucking funny. I think wet whooshes though. Like, yeah, it just let's feels do a wet right. whoosh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm feeling pretty okay about this. I mean, too. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we are aligned. Yep. That's <laughs> two wet wishes. Yep, two wet wishes each. Do you want to talk about yours? <laughs> Do you want- it it just I think it it's messed up because I liked the first one so much. This yeah. movie didn't really have a chance to be good because the first one was great, and then I came yeah. into this thinking like, oh, it'll probably be really similar, and then. It's not necessarily their fault, but when you get to like 80s, not 80s, sorry, but when you get to sequels and all of a sudden they're forcing a sequel out of you because yeah. they're like, people loved it. Yeah. It's just not going to be good. Mm-mm. At least, I don't know, not on purpose. <laughs> and, like Scream 2 had planning from the yeah. end of writing Scream 1. Like, like even, he wrote it like immediately. Yeah. And so like even before success, he was like, I know where this story goes yeah. next. And this one was like being forced to write a sequel yes. where you'd already wrapped up everything. Like yeah. what the fuck do you do? And it just, I I don't know, it just kind of bored me because you already know everything about Michael at that point. Or yeah. not everything, but you know that, like, he can't die. So it just, 
it was like revealing the monster. Yeah. Once you reveal the monster, it just kind of is boring at that point because, I don't know, not a good time. It still had great camera angles. Yeah. I love the colors that they used. I thought that was like really cool. They mm-hmm. stuck to that part, like that kind of stuff from the original. I thought that was great. And the music was so good. The sound mm-hmm. effects are incredible. Just the plot itself was kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, so. I also give it two wet wishes for yeah. the same reasons yeah. where it just didn't feel engaging in nearly the same way the first one was. Yeah. And like one of the things that I did like was that because we saw the first one, we were like, okay, well, he usually paps, paps up. Paps up. Paps up. <laughs> he usually pops up in yeah. the background. And it, so every time someone got in the car, it was like, is he going to be in the backseat? Every yeah. time someone, like the door by the guard station closes really slowly. Mm-hmm. He ends up walking right through the glass. So it was a bit of a red herring. Like, Maybe not intentional. But to <laughs> me, I'm like, if that door closes slow, someone can sneak right. in. And so there were all these things where I was like, okay, like this could happen, this could happen. And then none of them did. Yeah. But it still like had me on my yeah. toes because yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, is it going to – and I'm like trying to prepare myself for jump scares before they happen. Yeah. And there were a few jump scares that still got me because I am that person. Right. So like watched it. Didn't hate it. No. Didn't like it that much. I think a lot of the stuff that is scary is just – it's a lot of heavy lifting from the first one to get you to feel those things. Yeah. So like – Without the first one, if this was just a horror movie, I would be like, they're kind of mediocre. Yeah. Like, I don't care. But the first one does so many things yeah. to be like, oh, I know he does this, so it's scary. I know he yeah. does it. It's great. Um, but yeah, on its own, I just yeah. uh, bored. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't care. Yeah. The music slaps. Like, music as slaps. It, is to do. it was so yeah. good and, and consistent. Like, yeah. it's, like I said, it sounded like the original tune, but had its own. It was cool. I yeah. like that. So that's a total of four wet wishes. Yeah, it's some four wet wishes. Yeah. Some damp. Damp energy. It's a damp energy for a damp <laughs> movie. Damp day, too. It is a damp day, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that wraps up our discussion of Halloween, too. Yeah. So if you enjoyed your time with us, we'd really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find us, but it's also just so nice to that read. Is. When people are like, this keeps me company at work. I'm like, oh, anything to help you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Do it on the clock. Listen Ay. to your show. <laughs> it's probably allowed. It's totally fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'll, you know, your boss will hear about wet wishes. What's yeah, wrong with that? They'll love it. There's nothing wrong there. Okay. Bosses love it. Yeah. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at just cool. Oh, no, no, no. I take that back. You cannot follow Twitter us on Twitter. Die. We don't use Twitter. I'm sorry. Now that it's called X, no. I just refuse. No, I delete it from my phone. So people will be like, this is really funny. And I was like, I'll never see it. Yeah. Like, so, can't yeah. do it. You can follow us on Instagram yeah. at Instagram's just great. Cool, yeah. <laughs> uh, every week we'll post the movie for the week and yeah. then no context quotes. And once. I get back on the social media train. There'll be some more goodies on there. Get there. And you can also use it to message us about your favorite or least favorite records. Please, tell us. I want to know so I bad. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> can you tell me? Can you tell me? <laughs> I want to know about those retcons like me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so you can also check out our extended show notes eventually on our website, justgoolthepod.com. Uh, about the first half of those are up. Yeah. So it just takes a while to do. It's hard. Uh, you could even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash justgoolwithit. And we actually have our patron yeah. horror stream right after this. Right after. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we stay up with our patrons and we love them very, very much. Dearly. And their names are... Kim, Kelly, Neha, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, Brian, Jess, Ada, Dalton, Andrew, and Olivia. <laughs> They're incredible. We love them very, very much. Incredible. They're so fun. Uh, we watched Wendell and Wild. Oh, it was so oh, good. Oh, so good. Usually we watch bad movies, yeah. but this time we just chose one that we thought would be fun because yeah. it was like a small group and I was yeah. like, 
fuck, that movie slapped. That was oh, really was good. <laughs> yeah, so that was our Simon watch this month. Yeah. An excellent choice. Okay. Good stuff. So thank you, patrons. Thank you. The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Roccozella. And the cover art, it's by our very own Nikki Solomon. Woo! I was going to say, what if I died and just came back immediately? But then I was like, I don't, that's, I don't that's not really to do with the movie. That would just be a wild thing to that happen in life, a really right? weird thing to happen, right? <laughs> I was like, would it be weird if I came back to life is what I almost said. And then I was like, well, then I'd have to die first. And then I'd have to, have to... I'd be like, should I wish about this? It, it was a convoluted <laughs> what if that I was yeah. giving you. Uh, just like before when I forgot to say speaking of, yeah. I wasn't ready. So take that for what you will and everybody leave me alone. I'm fine. <laughs> Kate, and you were like, <laughs> <laughs>